Leslie, thank you ever so much for uh, for joining me here today. Um, really excited to have you, and wondered if you might start with a little introduction for the for the listeners. Right. Um, good morning. Good evening, Adam. Thank you, Wysaw, uh, for having me. Um, and yep, little introduction. Uh, my name is Leslie Pei. I'm general manager, Konica Minota uh, Business Solutions Asia. I'm in charge of the national sales HQ. So essentially, I run the business for Singapore operations. Um, been in the print industry for 15 years, for seven years with a, a competitor, next seven years with Konica Minota, and um, rose up the ranks from um, head of enterprise sales to head of sales, then to general manager. Um, one fun fact about me to note that throughout my career in print, I'm a big fan of print management solutions. Um, I also want to say very directly and, and truthfully, I talk about print management more than I talk about machines, mm -hmm. a lot more. And yeah, because um, I think for the last 10 years, the industry has shaped to um, that the print management solution, uh, in particularly for enterprise customers, is more like the you you put that solution in front and the mfp or the machine is the byproduct of the sale mm -hmm. so that's why i'm a big fan right and um and it's helped us and i was also think for all competitors to um differentiate themselves yeah because there's only so much about copy print fact scan you can talk about Mm -hmm. uh, the solution is the way to go and surrounding the solution there are many things that can be talked about and can be appreciated internally as well as more importantly by the customer mm -hmm. right so yeah that's that's the quick introduction about me yeah well that, that's okay, great I feel like okay. I, yeah. I, I should let you keep going so, so <laughs> tell me tell me more then about the way that you're the way that you're connecting to customers, the way that you're you're introducing them to print solutions, is it a complete service wrap, or are you starting with the software? Where do you start the conversation with the customer? Um, where do we start the conversation with the customer? Um, so um, let's break it down into two parts, right? On-premise versus cloud print management solutions. Okay, so. Um, typically, in the market here in Singapore, from what uh, we have experienced is that um, for on-premise solutions, right, it's typically a prospect or a customer that is already on some sort of on-premise print solution. Mm -hmm. Or um, they have um, some kind of a uh, little bit of print management, like restricting people to print um, as and when they like something like that mm -hmm. and they want to kind of concise it into a pre-management solution and it's on-premise so um so this is where we this is where where we talk to customers about and this is where the conversation starts and normally it starts with for us a trend like what are the trends in the market yeah so um before the pandemic the trend was in the market for on-premise was like kind of architecturally, it should be high availability, mm -hmm. HA. And there should be, secondly, there should be pretty good security. 
like end-to-end print encryption, you know, TLS version 1.2, IPP OS or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's number two. Um, yeah, I think that's those those two elements are the main elements when we start talking to customers about print management. Uh, they they know the benefits already, like the secure print and all that kind of stuff, but they want to know what's on top of that. Like mm. high availability, they want that don't want their print service to be down. They want good um end-to-end print security, especially for uh, printing services across multiple sites where the print traffic will traverse the uh the the the, the customers when uh be it MPLS or connected network or secure network, there is still a chance, a susceptible chance for the traffic to be kind of intercepted or decrypted. So those two big topics, you know, robust architecture, good security. Mm-hmm. So that's for on-premise. But as of late, uh, during the pandemic and right now after the pandemic, um, the conversations are more shaping to the cloud print management, right? From, from the same kind of same group of customers, those that need print management already have print management. Um, and, and it's often because from what we um, see is because the company has some direction to move their infrastructure, the IT infrastructure to the cloud for various benefits. And so cloud print management solution to me is, is another world of possibilities. And the stuff we talk about, um, you know, um, more advanced than the on-premise, for example, for security itself, um, there's always a topic of, you know, zero trust you know, network mm-hmm. access. And um, the, for architecturally itself, uh, it will be something like where is your data center located, something like yeah. data sovereign and yeah, stuff like that. So, so these, these are the kind of, it's trans, so in, in short, it's transit, transiting from on-premise to the cloud. Um, the topics are about the same, but I would say the topics in concern like um, infrastructure and security are much more advanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, as a vendor, um, we need to be updated. We need to have the experience and be consultants ourselves to guide and lead and handhold our customers in this journey of transition from on-premise to the cloud. Mm-hmm. I hope I answered your question. I, I, I think you nailed it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm writing down a little reference here because I think that's the little capture quote for me. Um, so maybe I should have taken a step back here and asked you about the Singapore market. Can you tell me about oh. sort of customers? Is it all large enterprise, very small, heavy channel penetration? Like how, how does the Singapore market make up? Um, Singapore, let me give you an overview of Singapore market. Um, from my latest memory, there are about 200,000 companies or enterprises in Singapore, 220,000 of them. Um, there is the top 5,000, which are enterprises. And below them, like 180,000 of SMEs, small and medium. And I emphasize on the word medium enterprises. And the rest are micro uh, SMEs, micro, very small enterprises. Um, you, 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 I mean, f- from our experience, you, 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 um, lots of people will think that you no know, cloud migration, cloud adoption starts with the large ones. Uh, but from our experience so far, is the SMEs, the hundred eighty thousand, 
uh, that that market segment are, the, are our first customers on cloud print management. They're moving much faster. Yeah, and presumably <laughs> they're, they're more more flexibility. Younger companies quite often, and and their requirements just they're able to move quickly and make those decisions right. I think you're quite right there. They are more agile, in short, because the large enterprises, um, I think they are still focusing. Most of them have transited to Microsoft 365, which is kind of the cloud-based offering mm -hmm. uh, in the way they work. But in terms of lifting and shifting uh, pre-management from on-premise to the cloud, um, it is something that I think it's in their thoughts, but may not have um, been implemented yet for various reasons as well. But the SM, the middle, the medium enterprises that we see and the customers we, we talk with, I think they are more agile, decision-making faster. They see the benefit of the cloud and they jumped on it. Yeah, and recently we, our orders are mostly from the uh, medium enterprises. Sizable, sizable, uh, faster decision making, and agile, agile. Yeah. So just that's just a share. Yeah. And do you? I th I think the way you started your description of sort of on-prem versus cloud, it, it feels like you're describing. There's a set of like table stakes. Everybody understands the business case around print management. People understand these feature sets that are important. And so then the conversation becomes about availability, becomes about security. And actually, as they move into the cloud, similar conversations, but maybe more advanced or more challenging. Do you, do you see that customers are, do you see that that's different in the enterprise versus the SMB in terms of the questions or conversations or challenges that they're presenting you? Or it's quite a similar set of challenges as they move to the cloud? Uh, I would say enterprise conversations definitely are more complex and they, the enterprises typically, I mean, not typically, all the time, want to substantiate with some sort of certification, mm -hmm. <laughs> some sort of uh, like a backed SLA certification, you know, uh, yeah, commitment, and it's all on paper. Yeah. Yep. And the enterprises typically want to trial more uh, to make, make sure that their um, investment will, will last longer. Yeah, so, so they would get into yeah, like a, kind of a longer proof of concept or a, a trial process or a, they'd even prove site by site maybe, or how would that work? Definitely. So so proof of concept for enterprises, uh, I would say so far, they ask for, it's, it's like a must have. Mm -hmm. For SMEs, it is more of like a sales pitch, sales deck, than kind of like uh, convince them on the, uh, architecture, the security behind it, et cetera, et cetera, then we can go. Um, not so much need for a trial for the SMEs. That's what we experienced so far. Do I answer your question, Adam? Yeah, I, I, again, I'm taking some notes. I, I think no you're, you're nailing some things quite concisely. Uh, so yep. what does that then mean if we start to think about your sales teams, if we start to think about the way that you're training your teams to interact and the way you describe this kind of becoming the consultant, helping this the customer through that journey. How, how, do, you, how do these these trends impact the way your, your teams need to evolve? Right. Um, for FY23, which starts from us from April to now, um, the direction for Kanika Minota is to uh, be different and to make a difference. So um, to be different, um, First, first and foremost, our salespeople have to have a 
number one, to, most important to me is to kind of tweak their mindset. Yeah, and we have been saying this for many years, you know, we don't want to sell boxes, we want to sell solutions. So I think now, uh, from probably April this year, we, we, are, we are educating and, and shifting our sales people, sales team, sales leadership mindset to, to, to really to be to tweak to be different to move from on-premise to cloud and along with that there's a lot of knowledge that we want to share on cloud um for example the market on cloud to start with you know uh do's and those tips and tricks <laughs> uh, general information on cloud to get them started and um that's one uh the overview of cloud then secondly some sales pitches uh, on cloud print management and and not to say voice office i, I don't want to say that um how to say uh how do i put it wise okay just i'll just put it that wise has been very supportive mm -hmm. uh to to help us with that training process actually um really appreciate what was given to us yeah. and and it's not it's not something that i just say because i'm saying and it's Really, something that the Wisoft team, led by Hyder, mm -hmm. um, has really been um, uh, offering, initiating, and even to the extent of pushing us <laughs> to I, be educated. Yeah, from from I, on premise I, to cloud. Yeah, I think is really a great time in a way for the print industry because I feel like when I joined the print industry fifteen years ago, I can remember people being excited about like a, a, whether it was black and white printing or whether it was color printing. And hey, we can print from a USB directly. And I was like, guys, really? This is what we're getting excited about? <laughs> and actually, I, I feel like cloud has been the first time for a long time that sales teams can go, do you know what? There's an opportunity here for me to teach my customer, for me to guide them through instead of the customer just hammering me on price, instead of them just pulling out the same RFP that they've used for the last three years, and there just beating me up on price and service levels. <laughs> Actually, there's an opportunity for me to start to make a difference with customers, an opportunity to start to teach the customer something new uh, and to challenge the way that they think, I think is the, the real opportunity for the sales teams, right? Totally agree. Um, we are very aligned in that. So, but but uh, Adam, I really agree with what you said, but to get there, right, um, I, I, I think, can I speak a bit about, about challenges? Mm, for sure, yeah. <laughs> so the challenge is start, starting with our sales force. So, um, yes, we have given them direction. Yes, we have given them given them some training, but there still needs to be. I, I think two points. Number one, the training should be a bit more constant. Um, basically more and at more frequency. That's point number one. Point number two. I think it still takes time for the sales force to really get themselves immersed in cloud free management. It's a transition time for us as well in terms of a premium vendor. And I believe uh, the competition is also experiencing the same because it, it takes some time for people to change, right? It, it's mm -hmm. not, definitely not an overnight thing. Knowledge, experience, it's definitely not possible to be acquired overnight. That should be, that is a transition period. And I think it's happening right now. Yeah, for, for us and for, for our competitors. Yeah. I think I would agree with you. It's for the industry as a whole, that challenge is we have some extremely capable 
and very complex sales processes, sales, very capable sales teams, but actually to give them the micro training that they need, because one big lump, lump of training is never going to do it. They, they'll yep. absorb, what is it? You come away from it and you absorb 10, 20%. And yep. then the next day you're expected to go and sell this stuff. So <laughs> I think the challenge for the industry is how we can make that change. And in a way, do, do you see customers making the change quicker and really challenging our sales teams to accelerate? So pushing the sales teams in terms of capability? Uh, from what we feel in the market now, uh, not yet. Um, I I think generally from what I see, the SMEs and the enterprises are still kind of, they, they kind of passed the settling down on the micro 365 stage. Mm -hmm. I think they are enjoying it now. And I, I think the next stage is to lift and shift many of the uh, applications in uh, in the office and for the use to the cloud. But that's what I think. So I think print is definitely going to come and conversations that will come are going to be more in-depth and, and stuff like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's going to come. Yeah, I I, I, I see it and okay, so I think we feel it. Timing-wise, we've got a little window now to prepare ourselves, yes. make sure that. Yeah. In a way, it's the thing I think all print vendors have talked about forever, right? Trying to educate your customer before the sale happens, guiding them in advance of them writing the RFP, trying to prepare the ground for, hey, Mr. Customer, I know that you're already, you've moved, you did the 365 thing last year. I know that you've got a list of applications you need to move. Here's how I'm going to help you with print. Here's how I'm preparing you. Let me, let me guide you through that process. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Um Adam, if, if you don't mind, can we take a little bit of a pause here? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we can pause. Uh, because I, I just got a call and it's raining heavily behind me. I don't know how you're hearing me. Uh, the audio is great. I've got my great. my washing machine upstairs and I was about to shout at my wife. Like, <laughs> Why have you got the <laughs> Not the time. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. Uh, um, if you don't mind, let me take a call quickly and I will be back in like two, three minutes. Is that okay? No yeah. problem at all. So you were you were talking about challenges that the industry faces, um, and you'd kind of you'd taken me through the training challenge and the the requirement to give the sales teams more direction, uh, and we'd sort of we'd moved through that into where the customers are and are the customers pushing the sales teams yet? But it seems not quite in that region. It seems that you're at a, you've still got a little window of opportunity to to get to get prepared. Um, I, I wonder if I ask to to think then about product and about really the services that are available in the industry. Do you think that we have all of the things that we need ready for the customers when that when that cloud wave really comes, really crashes upon you? Are there gaps that you see? Are there things that need to evolve, need to improve? I mean, you you touched early on about data sovereignty. You started to talk a little bit about some of the security stuff. So I wonder what the challenges are you see around the service offerings and the products. Um, I think when, for me, from my point of view, um, I think when the wave comes, uh, in terms of the infrastructure, data sovereignty, I think we'll be ready. Uh, um, but... What would you, I, the, would you mind the, the two, diving yeah, into sorry. data? Tell me a little bit about data sovereignty because some of the folks listening uh, in Western Europe maybe they're not coming across it so often. But tell me what what are the requirements that you're seeing in the market in in data sovereignty? 
um, of I need to put this a little bit. Uh, how do I say? Basically, um, okay. Let's put it this way: uh, companies within Singapore would want their data to reside within the data centers of Singapore. So, so it's really about that visibility of exactly where yeah. cloud is great, but where is my data specifically? Yeah. yeah. And presumably various different parts of the region uh, in the sort of APJ region, just saying APJ is not enough, right? You you guys are going to yeah. needs to be Singapore, needs to have this sort of data yeah. attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but having said that, Adam, I think there are, uh, because okay, not to say, I mean, Singapore is a pretty stable country, as you know. So, um, and Hong Kong as well, Japan, et cetera, et cetera. So if you look at data centers in the world, right, um, some, like I would say hotspots or very popular data centers or where data is kind of converged or residing, uh, you, you would know that in the APEC region is like Singapore, like Hong Kong, like Japan, the pretty stable kind of, economies and, and countries. So um, how, how I see it evolving regionally is like, for example, a customer in Thailand, for example, they, they may, may not mind the data center to be hosted in Singapore for the cloud service. Uh, I, that, I mean, that's just, that's just my thought. May, may not be 100% true, but there is a chance that a company in Thailand may not mind a very stable data kind of a country in Singapore with good PDPA laws, data sovereignty laws. Um, the, 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 their, their cloud survey is being hosted in Singapore. They wouldn't mind. But of course, there are some companies in Thailand that they really want the data to be within Thailand as mm -hmm. well. So well, the different, yeah. I think you quickly Sorry. get into like government entities. Oh, well, we have one set of rules. <laughs> hey, yeah. who's handling the data and how's the data treated? And you you end up with exactly. data processes. It's it's a complex space. But since you you started to go there, I thought I'd get a little a little overview from you to to share. So yeah. sorry, let me take you back then to I was asking you about the challenges for the products and the services, the the offerings. Right. Yep. So um, two 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 things I see. Um, the first one is the transition for the customer from on-premise, from various brands to the um, cloud pre management solution, the transition period, the change management, how we're going to transit the, the, the card numbers. So as I speak, the, you know, the, mm -hmm. the access card uh, pin That's numbers, etc. The infrastructure and setup that they don't want to have to do yeah. that stuff again, right? Yeah, you don't want to do that stuff again. Then the other thing is, uh, although we mentioned most people are on Microsoft 365, but they are AD. Uh, some of them are still like on-premise. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are hybrid. Some of them are full Azure. So uh, where I'm pointing this back to is that we need to take care and have a plan to transit customers easily Mm -hmm. from on-premise to um, the cloud. Yeah. Then that will make it easy, easier uh, as the wave comes and the transition will be easier for all parties, actually, for the principal, for the customer, for, for the vendor. Yeah. 
How do you how do you see the customers doing the migration? Is it going to be site by site? You were talking about sort of multi locations. Do, do you think customers are going to pick a site, or do you think they're going to say, "Hey, if we're doing it, it's got to be the whole network, and this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're rolling it out." Uh, I would say everything, as in the entire fleet, but the project normally goes site by site systematically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Yeah, so. Um, the point about doing pre-management is it's got to be like consolidation to a single brand, single solution. Um, it definitely will be like a company-wide, company-initiative kind of thing. That's for sure, Adam. Yes. So one thing is the transition. Uh, the second point is the um, um, the in- transition and the installation part. The, the pushing the technology right to the laptop and to the mobile phone. Um, so so this this is maybe to do a transition, but to me it's more of like installation um, of the print, uh, drivers, the, the client, everything easily mm-hmm. to the laptop. And I would think more importantly, there's going to be a lot of more BIOD devices going forward. And this is not something that I, I think we need to take care of as well. So these are the two points I would say to translate our customers from on-premise to the cloud that we need to take care of when and if the wave comes and it will come. Mm, yeah. Yeah. In the next five, 10 years. I'm I'm very, very sure about it. That's how I see it. And and how do you see things like authentication services? Are there lots of I, I, like I don't know your market well. Are, are there regional providers, or do you think we're we're handled by a, a handful of kind of global providers? Um, Authentication, because um, because typically I'm assuming the customers are now connecting increasingly their users to be cloud authenticated. So whether it's an Azure AD or still some of it's on prem, I'm sure. But but are there are there local authentication providers that we need to be able to integrate with, or how will that work? Mm, uh, let's talk about authentication in two parts. Authentication in the form of the PC and laptop and authentication using the card, the physical authentication. So coming to authentication on the laptop PC, uh, PC um, and let's talk about Microsoft in general because this is what most of our customers use anyway. Um, I, I would see I would see as, for me, as, as kind of an industry watcher, I would see... I would think Microsoft more and more will add on uh, Azure AD in their cloud offerings, uh, not only for like business premium, maybe uh, image, they may offer Azure AD in their business basic, uh, business standard kind of offering. I will see them adding more Azure AD capabilities to lower tier price plans. Yeah, to get their customers, to get Microsoft's customers more and more to Mm-hmm. Azure AD on the cloud. Centralizing around so, Microsoft, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. However, however, um, as an IT person in my company, uh, all IT directors and, and, and whatnot, um, they, in the, in the next five to 10 years, although there's a migration from uh, on-premise to Azure AD, I would still see m- most organizations adopting a hybrid position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, the, the primary will be Azure AD and the secondary will be Azure on-premise. That's how I see it. Yeah. So because 
IT people maybe tend to be a bit careful when designing mm-hmm. architecture. That's the whole point when I talked about on-premise uh, pre-management a few years earlier. They want a high availability. They want redundancy. Yeah. So same same concept. Uh, even if they move to the cloud, Azure AD, I would think they will still want the on-premise to complement it as a secondary. That's how I see it happening. And that's what we experienced so far, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think so, you're right, especially when we're looking from a product and service point of view. It's mm-hmm. the same challenge that we're getting back with customers saying, oh, this site, yeah, we're ready. And that site, oh, we're not ready. And oh, this site, even if we lose connectivity, the printing has to work. So you have to yeah. build in the sort of high availability, fail-safe process. So Yeah, um, yeah. and we have to be quite flexible in, in that sense. For this whole thing, uh, for us to be ready when like what you said, the wave comes, you start really migrating, we have to be flexible and be ready to accept them, their requirements here. So that's how I see it unfolding. The way that the IT teams are embracing cloud, do you see that as they're, they're really looking to move the sort of the maintenance workload from them to the cloud service provider? Do you see it being about agility and flexibility in terms of making changes quickly? Or is it a cost thing? Like, where's where's the main driver? Because everyone everyone cites cost up front, but often it doesn't end up that way. So, yeah, exactly right there, Adam. Um, <laughs> so there is this cloud hype during the pandemic. Everyone wants to do cloud. We need to go access servers on premise, whatnot, whatnot. Um, but then recently, and from what we experienced, because Konica Minota not only being a print vendor. We are also a managed IT vendor. So I mm-hmm. we get exposed to this kind of stuff a lot. And you're exactly right. Um, some people moved everything to the cloud and now they are kind of reviewing because cloud storage, cloud storage, like it or not, storage can only get more. And cloud storage is not exactly the most economical way to store yeah. data. Yeah. So more and more we are seeing requests to kind of, you know designing it to be kind of a hybrid architecture, especially when it comes to um, the need for a backup. And it's always, uh, they don't put all their eggs in one basket. It will always, from what we experienced so far, it's it's kind of cloud and some on-premise, then some co-location, something like that. It's like a a three-to-one concept, they call it the best practice for, 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 for backup. So... Uh, yeah, so I, th- again, there's a cloud height and they kind of decentralizing and not putting their eggs in all one basket now, something like that. I think that's right at the beginning, you talked about the enterprise customers challenging you saying, well, I need an SLA and actually the SLA needs to be penalty backed. And so in a way, the customers are going to be able to move that challenge to, to you guys and to us and say, I don't care if you design hybrid or cloud or anything else, but the availability needs to look like this. And by the way, if it doesn't, here's the penalty and... And so actually the onus should be increasingly on us as service providers, whether it's KM, whether it's Wysoft, but it, it should be on us as service providers to deliver the, the quality of service to that customer, right? Correct. Yeah. And yes, we, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, we just got a tender last week and this, this is exactly the scenario you mentioned. The onus is always on us and we have to work together, uh, KM and Wysoft, to fulfill that kind of SLA, yeah. But I think, like I said, I, I really think that's a great opportunity for us. I think it's an exciting time. Something new in the print industry that customers are still getting to grips with. And actually for us to be able to show them and take a lead on this stuff and say, 
hey, Mr. Customer, you don't really want to be fighting around with these different architecture models. Let us diagnose you properly, do the right discovery, and then come up with an architecture model, and then we'll back it with an SLA, and we'll prove to you that these things are going to be delivered in a, in a way that's far better. Yep. I, I wonder here if we if we start to wrap up, um, and I'd, I'd forewarned you at the start that Ysoft right now is leaning into a marketing direction where we're we're taking the tagline no print management and i'm interested in now your reflections on what do you think no print management means to you to your customers and and how the the challenges maybe it creates and the opportunities maybe it also uh, also creates um off off the car when you you told me about it um off the cuff, I think it's a definitely a killer pitch. And we like to do things differently. So I think it's really apt and really suitable to shout out in the market uh, for all our customers that no pre-management is, is quote unquote, no pre-management is, is the way to go. And I think the gist of it is we want to say moving um, services to the cloud is in sort of way not having the IT or the customer manage pre-management on-premise. That's why it's less or slash no pre-management. Mm. I think it's a killer pitch. Yeah, so please, I, I recommend you go ahead with that. Yep. I'm, I'm excited, but partly for the validation, but, but partly I think what you start to describe is exactly the reaction we're hoping for, which is that the vendors then say to customers, the world has changed and mr customer you don't need to manage this stuff yourself mr customer let us show you how we're going to take you through that journey let us connect that sla conversation let us connect the security conversation the data sovereignty let us connect even the high availability challenges that the customer has uh, and really now we get on the front foot as an industry and we start to guide the customer which i think is a really exciting thing yeah well said man i i align to you very very much on this point Yes. Leslie, that, that was really great. Thank you very much for your time. 